Good afternoon, and welcome to the Middle East Forum speaker webinar series and podcast. I'm Stacey Roman, and I will be moderating this discussion today. We're pleased to have Eitan Gilboa, Professor of International Communication at Bar-Ilan University, join us to discuss how is U.S. public opinion on Israel changing? Dr. Gilboa will speak for 15 minutes and open it up for questions. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen to type your question. And with that, I will turn the discussion over to Dr. Itan Gilboa. Nope, sorry, you're still muted. There we go. Thank you very much. Um, I will open uh, with a few graphs about general trends in American public opinion toward uh, Israel um, in the last uh, two decades, from 2000 to 2020. Uh, we'll begin with uh, a graph uh, on uh, um, this is the graph about views of Israel. Uh, you can see uh, pretty stable results uh, over the years. Uh, uh, the, the upper line demonstrates uh, favorable views of Israel. Uh, the bottom line in, in red uh, represents um, unfavorable views of Israel. So you can see that uh, in the last uh, 20 years, from uh, about uh, two thirds to three quarters of Americans uh, have expressed uh, favorable uh, views uh, toward Israel. And you, you see some fluctuations over time, but we consider them to be quite, uh, quite uh, stable. The second uh, graph is about uh, uh, the distribution of sympathies uh, in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Here you can see some changes at the beginning of uh, the century uh, when uh, uh, the Palestinians uh, conducted uh, the second intifada, the violent intifada against Israel. Uh, so the two sides um, uh, receive lower, lower results. But overall, you can see, uh, again, uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, stability. Uh, and um, uh, and <clears throat> um, so this is, this is sympathies. Uh, this is um, uh, uh, sympathies vis-a-vis um, uh, -vis Israel and the Palestinians. Uh, next uh, slide shows, uh, this is a support for the Palestinian state. Here we see some interesting uh, change. Uh, this is again from 2000 to 2020. And you can see that here the results, uh, the beginning of uh, uh, the Trump uh, tenure at the White House, uh, the results were, were pretty close. But as we move uh, along the years, here we see uh, uh, much more support for the establishment of Palestinian state. This is against. And the peak was here. This was uh, again connected to the second intifada. And the reason for, I think, the reason for this uh, steep increase uh, in support for the Palestinian state uh, is the inclusion. Uh, of uh, this solution in official uh, peace plans, processes uh, in, in American presidents, uh, American presidential uh, statements. 
So when Trump issued his uh, peace plan, it included the Palestinian state and the West Bank and Gaza over 70% of, of, of the West Bank. So this uh, uh, explains um, uh, the, the change uh, uh, in, the, in the perception. Uh, I want to talk now about uh, some differences between Democrats and Republicans. Uh, in this graph, uh, the results are presented by four groups. Uh, in uh, in uh, in American political um, map, uh, we have conservative Republicans, moderate Republicans, um, uh, then moderate Democrats and liberal Democrats. What is quite interesting is that overall, if you look just at the graph, uh, there are differences, there are gaps. This is on the favorability issue that I presented to you at the beginning uh, of uh, of my talk. So you can see here, this is conservative Republicans. Uh, this is the highest rate of favorability toward Israel. It is uh, it's over 80%. And even, even liberal Democrats who are, the, who are viewing Israel uh, the least uh, went up from 2000 to 2020. But still you see here some gaps between Republicans and Democrats over this particular issue of a favorability toward Israel. Here, uh, this, uh, this issue is the sympathy, which I showed you earlier. Uh, and here you can see uh, much more differences uh, in the attitudes of uh, Republicans versus Democrats. So, uh, uh, so the blue is a Republican and red uh, Democrats. Uh, see, at the beginning here, uh, 2000, uh, 2001, the difference was, not, uh, was less. Here, as we move along through the two decades, uh, we see major differences uh, in sympathies and the distribution of sympathies for Israel uh, and the Palestinians uh, between the Republicans and Democrats. So these are the Republicans, these are the Democrats. You can see here substantial differences. Uh, the next uh, uh, slide shows you uh, differences uh, between Republicans and Democrats over the issue of an independent Palestinian state. And so this is uh, the democratic graph. Uh, this is the Republican graph. And again, here you see uh, a major gap in support for, uh, the, for the establishment of a Palestinian state in the West Bank and Gaza. The Democrats are supporting uh, this solution much more than the Republicans. Uh, incidentally, here the Republicans supported this solution more than the Democrats. Uh, but even here you can see, and this is, so you see here, increase in support uh, for, for, uh, for a Palestinian state. Here also you can see some increase. And again, I attributed this uh, to the support. Uh, uh, both Obama and Trump uh, exhibited uh, for the establishment of a Palestinian state. Still, you see here a major, a major gap. Here, uh, the, here the, there is a summary uh, of uh, the differences between Republicans and Democrats um, uh, in a major survey, a, a major 2020 survey. So you can see here, uh, I have to go a little bit closer. So you can see here, um, you can see here that, uh, again, we look at the same issues of favorability. So Republicans, 91% view Israel favorably 
compared to only 67% of Democrats. This is still high, but you see a major gap between uh, Republicans and Democrats. Unfavorably, uh, Republicans only 10%, the Democrats 33%. Uh, if we look at opinion of the Palestinian Authority, here we see only 9% uh, viewed uh, the Palestinian Authority favorably, 34% uh, of the Republicans uh, held the same view. 87% uh, of Republicans uh, held unfavorable view of the Palestinian Authority, but 64%, uh, only 64% held the same view uh, over the Palestinian Authority. About the sympathy issue, which I mentioned to you earlier, 86% of Republicans sympathize more with Israel, only 44% of the Democrats uh, sympathize more with Israel. Uh, uh, here, Republicans, only 5% sympathize with, more with the Palestinians, while 38% um, uh, sympathize more with the Democrats. And, and finally, a Palestinian state, uh, again, the issue we, we discussed earlier. So in 2020, just about a year ago, 44% uh, of Republicans favored uh, the establishment of Palestinians uh, for Palestinian state. 70% of the Democrats uh, held this view, and 48% uh, of the Republicans uh, opposed. Uh, only 22% of the of the Democrats uh, opposed the establishment of a Palestinian state. So you can see major gaps uh, between uh, the Republicans and Democrats over key, uh, over this is just Israel, and uh, several key issues of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Uh, uh, and so this, this, is, uh, this is a clear, a clear uh, demonstration uh, of, of the gaps. Uh, and uh, this here, I have some differences uh, between uh, the Republicans and the Democrats over the Iran nuclear agreement. This is quite interesting. So in terms of support, uh, only 3% of Republicans supported the agreement, 52% of the Democrats. Well, uh, it, is, it, is, uh, it is obvious uh, due to uh, the, uh, the fact that Obama uh, negotiated deal and, and um, so this, this, is, this was clear. And then um, uh, we see that uh, only 8% of Republicans supported uh, the deal, uh, approved the deal, 41% of the Democrats. But what is interesting, 73% uh, of the, of the uh, Republicans um, uh, uh, disapproved of the deal, only 29% 20, of the Democrats. But look at this, uh, 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 look at this issue uh, here. Uh, the, uh, here, um, how much you trust that Iran uh, will be complying with, with the deal? A lot, only 2% of Republicans, but even Democrats only 11%. A little trust, 17% of, Rep of uh, Republicans, only 40, only 39% uh, of Democrats, and not at all 80% Republicans, but 43% of, uh, of, the, of the Democrats. And then who got more from the deal? The United States, Republicans only 8%, Democrats 15%. Iran, 67%, Republicans said, got more of the deal, 23% um, of the uh, Democrats said Iran got more of the deal. So even the Democrats were a little bit, uh, uh, had little, uh, little bit of reservations about, about the, uh, the nuclear deal. 
Now, the, the differences uh, between the Democrats and the Republicans uh, can be attributed to two issues. One, one is um, uh, the perception of Netanyahu as being closer to the Republicans, uh, his intervention in presidential elections and his close relations with Trump. In the eyes of Democrats, uh, if you are close to Trump, then you are not, uh, you are not viewed friendly uh, uh, by, by the Democrats. But the second issue is the tilt of the Democrats uh, to the left. So the combination of uh, internal development inside the Democratic Party, plus uh, the close relations uh, between uh, Netanyahu and the Republicans, uh, I think uh, influenced uh, and were responsible for, for, uh, for the gaps. Uh, in terms of factors, what really influenced uh, the distribution of opinions? Uh, public opinion uh, experts believe that presidents uh, usually have significant influence on the distribution of opinions. My research does not show that. Uh, you could have seen earlier in the graphs that there, there haven't been much changes over time. So one would expect, one would have expected the basic uh, figures to decline during the Obama administration and perhaps to go higher during the Trump administration. Uh, uh, I have not found that uh, to, be, uh, to be valid. Uh, the gap between left and right in the United States, as I have shown earlier, is a major factor. But uh, as, you can, as you could have seen, since uh, there has been much increase in the Republican support for Israel, uh, it offset uh, the, it balanced the reduction uh, in, the, uh, in the Democratic support. And therefore, the overall uh, results uh, remain uh, pretty similar uh, over time. Another, another factor is events, events that happen in uh, Israel, the Middle East, uh, in the United States, usually uh, violence and peace proposals, peacemaking have uh, effect. Sometimes this is a, a short uh, lived effect, sometimes uh, it lasts uh, longer. But I think uh, one of the, the major uh, factors in uh, the shaping of the distribution of opinions in America, in America is sociodemographics. And so I could say that uh, uh, the young uh, support Israel much less than the old. Uh, if we break uh, age by categories, uh, we see that the oldest support Israel, uh, the, uh, the strongest, uh, and the young, uh, the weakest, uh, we also see that non-whites, especially Hispanics and Afro-Americans uh, do not support Israel as much as uh, the general public. Uh, I would say about the young that number one, they have very limited knowledge about what is happening in Israel and the Middle East. They depend on social media for information. And we know that the social media uh, disseminates uh, much uh, false information and fabrication about uh, what is happening here. And uh, the young who go to college are, uh, are uh, exposed uh, to left faculty um, and, and to the activities of uh, the BDS uh, movement. This uh, should worry us 
because the young are going to be the leaders of the future. Hispanics are much less uh, interested in Israel and the Middle East. They are interested much more for obvious reasons in Central and Central and uh, Latin America. It's very difficult to get to them. About Afro-Americans, I would say that here, uh, are the enemies of Israel uh, in the United States have been trying to create an analogy uh, between uh, the blacks and the Palestinians and the whites and Israel. Uh, they also uh, extensively use the apartheid uh, claim and, and blame. And so Afro Americans are influenced uh, by these uh, efforts and, and they are the least supporters of Israel in public opinion polls. So uh, in conclusion, um, uh, I'm saying that uh, over the overall picture right now, the overall trends are good. Uh, the gaps uh, between the Democrats and the Republicans are not so good because Israel needs bipartisan support uh, in Congress. And, and uh, I think that the, the, the major challenge uh, is the young and the non-whites and Israel and American Jewry have to find ways uh, to reach uh, these groups in the American society and try to help them uh, to, and try to recruit them uh, better uh, to understand and, and, and support Israel. Much more information about my research can be found uh, in an article that will come out in the Middle East Quarterly, which is uh, published by the Middle East Forum in the next issue June uh, 2021. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. Uh, all right, so before we get started with the questions, we, our viewers would like to know, what is your data sources uh, about how many people were sampled and what was the mode of data collection? Oh, I have uh, collected information from, uh, from uh, many, many public opinion polls conducted in the United States from 2000 to 2020. Uh, I used mostly reputable uh, polling agencies. Uh, we know that uh, there are all kinds of political organizations that commission polls. They are, in, they are not interested in the results. They want to make a political statement. Uh, so I used the Gallup, uh, Pew, uh, university uh, agencies, uh, and and I, I, I can more I can rely better uh, on their results. And the whole idea uh, was to use as many polls as possible over time, because the more polls you use, uh, the better and uh, the better is, and the more accurate is uh, the distribution over time. Wonderful, thank you so much. Uh, has there been any polls of independence regarding independence regarding the same issue? Can you repeat that, please? Has there been a poll of the independent voters regarding the same issue? Oh, yes, yes. I have. When we have the distributions, I simply didn't include them in my presentation. But I, I would say, yes, we have, we have, uh, we have uh, uh, breakdowns for Republicans, Democrats, and independents. Uh, independents uh, on most of the questions, not uh, over all of them, uh, independents. Um, are somewhere in between Republicans and Democrats. Sometimes they are closer to the Republicans, some other times they are closer to Democrats. I would say that on the Iran nuclear deal, independents, uh, for example, uh, were closer to the Republicans. On uh, Palestinian issues, 
independents are closer to the Democrats. So you cannot really say uh, exactly where, where they are. It depends on the specific issue. Wonderful. Um, were you able to look at regions or states to see which areas were pro or anti-Israel? I know you've talked about uh, the demographics a bit, but location as well. Uh, this is a, this is a uh, this is a problem. I've written four books about about uh, uh, about American-Israeli relations, um, either just on the subject or uh, or, or I had chapters on public opinion in in in, in the books. And um, in one of the books, I was able to obtain a regional uh, distribution, uh, but um, this. This um, has been beyond my uh, my research, my my current uh, research, but uh, I think it would be safe to say that there would be um, that uh, the uh, the East Coast and the West Coast would be similar uh, and and the rest and, and and somewhat different from the rest of the United States because we know that the East is East and, and the West and the West and the East. Uh, many many people think that. Um, the East or the West um, of the United States and ignore uh, the Middle West and the rest of the United States. Uh, there are some differences. So I would say that in the Midwest and the South, there's more support, especially in the Bible Belt, there's much, much more support for Israel than uh, in other regions. Uh, in the East and the West, uh, it, it, is, it is less. Thank you. How do you explain the growth and support of a Palestinian state under the Trump administration? So as, I, as I've shown uh, in the graph, uh, I think this was one of the most interesting results uh, coming out of my research uh, because um, uh, first of all, I need to say that until Oslo, uh, pollsters uh, asked samples of American voters uh, about, about the solutions. Uh, to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, including the establishment of a Palestinian state. Uh, but uh, after Oslo, uh, somehow I have not seen uh, this question uh, coming up, not too frequently. And the reason for that is that uh, uh, most pollsters and, and newspapers uh, thought that this is the only solution that uh, since Israel and the PLO breached uh, the Oslo agreement, so the establishment of the Palestinian state would be uh, the only solution. Uh, when Trump, uh, when initially Trump said that he couldn't care less uh, about the solution, he said in a famous statement, he said one state, two states, as long as uh, the Palestinians and Israelis agree on a solution, this would be fine with me. And at that time, uh, the division in the public was very close, was 45 to 42%. But then the more uh, the Trump administration talked about a solution that includes the establishment of the Palestinian state going all the way uh, to his peace plan, then uh, the public uh, responded by greatest support uh, for that solution. Thank you. The next question is, uh, can you truly say that the trends are good when other than Republicans, no other major groups support Israel? Uh, to that extent? Yes. Uh, so if you look at the demography, uh, then I said earlier that uh, the weakest uh, support uh, I found um, was among uh, young and non-whites. So the opposite would be true. 
So we find the stronger support uh, for Israel, uh, both at the bilateral level and the uh, Palestinian-Israeli conflict among uh, the old there. We find more support for Israel uh, among those with higher education. Uh, we find uh, gender didn't make much difference. Uh, we find religion uh, is, is, a, is a factor. Uh, this is not surprising uh, because of the evangelical strong support for Israel. And so we, we found uh, some correlation uh, between church attendance, which uh, tells you about the level of uh, religious um, commitments. So the more people go to church, the more they support Israel. So yes, uh, so uh, these, we, we found more support for Israel among these groups other than Republicans. Now, if you look at evangelicals, this is also interesting, Evan evangelicals who are Republicans are supporting Israel by, I don't know, 90%, by evangelicals who are Democrats support much less. So we see that gap between Republicans and Democrats also among the groups that are the most supportive of Israel. Thank you. So we've had this question come in a few different ways, but what specific efforts can be made to reach the young and the non-white community? The what? Efforts to do what? Uh, to reach the younger population, and, and you said the, the non-white community is also usually uh, less favorable. Well, I think it's a major challenge, uh, both for Israel and I think to, for, for, for uh, American supporters of, of Israel. Um, I lecture often in, in American universities. I spent, uh, I'm spending sabbaticals, longer sabbaticals. Um, 2019, I was at the University of Pennsylvania. I always I teach um, uh, every year a summer course at the University of Southern California. The campus is a terrible place uh, for the supporters of Israel and also for American Jews. Uh, there are many, many faculty, not only in Middle Eastern studies, which are uh, badly controlled uh, and are not really uh, teaching. They are propagating uh, about Israel and the Middle East, uh, but even faculty in other areas uh, if you are now uh, familiar with the Jerusalem Declaration about anti-Semitism, uh, it came out from, from USC, the university I'm teaching in. Uh, they consulted with me and I told them that uh, this would be a huge mistake. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, and uh, I have uh, seen, uh, I've, I've been in several cases where uh, supporters of the Palestinians or the BDS or people of the BDS uh, tried to shut to silence me. Uh, they claim a freedom of speech only for themselves, not for others. Uh, and so, uh, so intimidation, uh, propaganda on campus. This is something that I think um, we need to approach donors uh, to universities because this is not just an Israeli issue. Uh, this has to do uh, with um, uh, the quality of American education of what is happening on campus. Uh, uh, we need to, first of all, we need to, <clears throat> to document all of this. I'm, I've been writing a few uh, pieces about it. Uh, so the campus is, is a major issue. Uh, I've been trying, uh, I've, I've established uh, a nonprofit uh, to do public diplomacy on behalf of Israel. And I've attempted to reach uh, the Hispanics 
via chambers of commerce. Uh, we have done a few tours in the United States, and I thought uh, this could be a good way to show them uh, the Israel's uh, achievements, um, startup nation in technology, agriculture, uh, medicine. And, and so, so we have to find, so this is what I, I've done myself for some time, uh, and, and, and this was successful. I have no idea how to reach Afro-Americans. Uh, this has been, uh, as I mentioned earlier, a very difficult task, but I think we have to find, first of all, we have to do much more. And secondly, we have to do much more effectively. In other words, uh, to identify those areas, uh, those weaknesses, which we need to address, but also at the same time, exploit as much as we can the, the strength uh, uh, that we have, the assets that we have, uh, the tendency is just to address weaknesses and ignore the, the strength and the advantages. And I think we, knew, we need, this is a fight. This is like information warfare that, um, that both Israel and its supporters in the United States have to do together in order uh, to, uh, to defend and to attack those who are, uh, who are disseminating uh, false information and, and, and trying to delegitimize and, and, and dehumanize Israel. Thank you. And in our last minute here, um, can you talk about, were you, were you able to look at the uh, change in opinion for American Jews in the support of yes, Israel? Yes, yes. I have a whole chapter of American, about American Jews. Um, so um, again, uh, there, are, um, there are general, general trends, obviously, as we know, um, most American Jews um, vote for democratic, uh, uh, candidates uh, and um, uh, pres the presidential elections also in other types of elections. Um, uh, in, uh, there are certain areas where uh, uh, you don't see much changes uh, from 2000 to 2020. Uh, I have uh, um, attempted uh, to examine a theory about American Jews in Israel a theory that is called the, the distancing theory. Uh, this theory um, was invented uh, by people who do not necessarily, uh, American Jews, who do not necessarily like uh, Israel. And uh, the distancing theory says that, um, that American uh, Jews in general, especially the young, are distancing themselves from Israel. Israel is no longer important for them. It does not play a significant role in their uh, practicing uh, of uh, Judaism. Uh, so there, there are certain issues that you do not find much changes. You see, uh, when you talk about uh, attachment to Israel, uh, I have not found much, uh, much differences between 2000 and 2020, but uh, on specific issues, uh, there are differences. And I think, again, I would attribute uh, much of these differences to political beliefs. So um, American Jewish Democrats obviously have more reservations about Netanyahu and about Israel uh, than, say, Republican Jews. And about 30% uh, of American Jews are ultra-Orthodox. And, and they tend to identify uh, more with Republicans, while uh, the other, those who are not affiliated or those who are affiliated with the Democrats uh, obviously have more reservations. Wonderful, thank you so much. And before we go, can you just remind our viewers where we can find some more of your work? 
yeah, so I've written, uh, I've written a monograph published by uh, the Begin Sadat Center for Strategic Studies at Bar Ilan, and also a few articles. Uh, there's one article just about Israel in, uh, in Corinth. This is a publication of the UCLA Center of Israel Studies and uh, a specific article about um, American uh, attitudes uh, toward the Israeli-Palestinian conflict will be, could, would be available um, in the next issue of the Middle East uh, quarterly. And, and you can write to me and I'll be happy to provide you with these publications if you're more interested in my work. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. We've come to the close of our webinar. Thank you again, Dr. Gilboa, for speaking with us today. Thank you for, for our viewers the invitation to, to thank you for the invitation to speak to your audience. Of course. Of course. Sorry, we appreciate it. Uh, for our viewers and listeners, please join us Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern for an update from Ashley Perry. Thank you all for joining us, and I hope you have a great day.